1: Expert one-on-one coaching, access to proven growth tools, and a 24/7 support community, created by Inc. award-winning CEO and certified scaling up business coach Bruce Eckfeldt. Thrive will help you grow your business more quickly and with less drama. For details on the program, visit That's Eckfeldt.com/thrive. That's eckfeld slash thrive Welcome everyone. This is Scaling Up Services. I'm Bruce Eckfeld. I'm your host. And our guest today is Spencer Snaker. She is an executive transformation coach. We're going to talk to her about the work she does with leaders to help them really think bigger, play a bigger game. I, I just find so much of the growth process in companies is really a growth process of leadership right we we have to scale leadership if we're going to scale the company and you know as much as we can come up with great business strategies and positionings in the market and service designs and things like that like if we're not really leveling up our mindset around a lot of these things we're not going to really be not going to be successful in executing on this stuff and and so i always love talking with coaches and folks that are working on leadership with leaders to really help level out that game because i think it's it's critical to the scaling process with that, Spencer, welcome to the program.
0: Thanks so much for having me. Happy to be here.
1: Yeah. So before we kind of dig into the work that you're doing today and leadership and all the challenges that you know leaders face, give us a little background. How did you get into this work? What was your own journey? Give us a little of the backstory.
0: Yeah. I. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I always, I guess, I always knew I wanted to help people in some way, <laughs> and I, I feel like that's so schmaltzy to say, and yet it was true for me um, from mm-hmm. a young age. I, I always kind of knew. I, I always believed or felt that I was here for a purpose, and that it had something to do with really helping. People be their best, essentially. Yeah. And so I, I went into um I went to college and got a degree in psychology and quickly realized uh, that maybe wasn't exactly the direction that I wanted to go with things and you know not to knock that mar- that uh field at all it has huge value in so many ways but it seemed like it was more about sort of fixing problems like people that were struggling yeah. and had issues and fixing the issues and i always kind of you know looked at it more as like i want to help people be their best and and tap into their passion and fulfill their purpose and really make the mark that they want to make in the world and so i was very fortunate a year or so after college i discovered a a 3-day transformational training weekend seminar And it was absolutely life-altering for me, and I witnessed it being absolutely life-altering for other people there. It was really before the coaching industry even existed as an industry, but it essentially was a coaching seminar. And I just knew from day one, I was like, this is it. This is what I was put on this earth to do and it was around the time that Stephen Covey Seven Habits of Highly Effective People was very big and popular in corporate spaces and so I I started on the path then I ended up working for that company a couple years and went into corporate hoping and wanting to do work more along those lines which didn't fully work out the way that I intended (laughs) Um, but I found other ways to you know I found ways through my work and through things outside of work um, to really feel like I was you know kind of doing what I was here to do and and making my mark in my own ways and then around the time that I discovered That the the world of online coaching existed, being able to reach clients anywhere in the world, not having to necessarily hop on a plane or work for an employer for long hours and low pay, I went, wow, this is great. I can do this. So I've been doing it the last um, full time as my own business the last four or five years, and I've had clients literally all over the world and just absolutely love what I'm doing and love helping them achieve their, their goals and really make their mark as well and do it with passion and joy and fulfillment every step of the way, too. I'm a big fan of you know, helping my my clients. How do I want to say this? I always tell them you shouldn't build the business you want and try to fit your life around it. It's like design the life mm-hmm. you want and fit your business into it.
1: Yeah, uh, that's an interesting kind of mindset shift that um, can really change the way you think about it and what you end up creating, and and ultimately the value you get out of it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm curious
1: as you've kind of shifted your own kind of professional stance, and you know, gone from kind of more of a corporate environment or, or working with companies to being on your own. What are some of the things you've had to kind of change in either in terms of your own thinking, your habits, your kind of systems? I, I just I, I always kind of joke is that the, the biggest challenge of of working for yourself is that your own boss and sometimes people are horrible <laughs> bosses. <laughs> so like how, yes. how have you kind of managed this?
0: Yes, absolutely. You know, I very much have approached my own journey the same way that I that I encourage and support my clients in approaching yeah. theirs, which again is like, just you know, really designing the life that you want and, and fitting that around it. And one of the key things that I work with other people on that I've kept in mind for myself is that I feel like it all really starts with alignment, being in alignment with who you really are, what you're here for, and what matters most to you. And if any one of those is off, things don't go so well. Yeah. And not only does it go, well not only does it not go well in your own personal experience of your journey but it doesn't go well in your results and in your business results mm-hmm. either and so the more you can really get i forget the phrase you used in the beginning but kind of alluded to like really building building a business is ultimately about building the leader within who leads yeah. the business that you know a big phrase i've been using lately is transform yourself so you can transform your business and transform yeah. your world that it's like it all starts from within and you know one of the things it's one of the things along my corporate journey that i sort of my first step into entrepreneurship was I started a kind of a side business to try to express my work in the world outside of the corporate realm that I felt I was somewhat limited in. And looking back, I see where, um, one, I see where I absolutely should have had a coach from day one, and I didn't. But also, two, I now see in hindsight that, that my own beliefs, my own fears, my own concerns, my own identity, so many of those things were really getting in the way of me growing to the level that I wanted to grow it to. And it was really, it's, funny, it was something as simple as I I kind of something sort of came to the surface years into this, where I realized someone had made a comment early on about, you know, I would never work with someone who's doing it just for the money. And one, I wasn't doing it just for the money. Two, even Mm -hmm. if I was, who cares? exactly. (laughs) I was like, that's not such a bad thing. Uh So consciously, I didn't think there was anything wrong with that. And even if there was something wrong with it, I didn't think I was like, quote unquote, guilty of that. Mm -hmm. And yet I realized years later that there was like this underlying subconscious fear I had of, well, I don't want people to think that's what I'm doing. And so I can see where I very unknowingly and unintentionally intentionally it was totally blind to me and it was totally unintentional i really put the brakes on that business in a number of ways because i didn't want people to think i was doing it just for the money yeah. so you know we all do this we all have things that come up you know about kind of who we think we are or who we want others to see us as being who maybe who we aspire to be and we're trying to not be something else and it really can get in the way and so it's like we need that awareness that insight to see what those subconscious drivers are and then have the courage to really reinvent ourselves moment by moment to be able to let those walls down, take those risks, and really live in alignment and full expression of all that we are without letting those fears of what other people think stop us.
1: Yeah, that's fascinating. I, I had a similar experience in in my practice when, you know, about my rates and what I was charging and, um, you know, I, I, I was sort of struggling I was hesitating to charge more for what I was doing and I realized that was I was using this kind of frame of well you know can I justify how much I'm charging it was a very kind of personal approach to it. And, right. and it wasn't until I realized that, no, the rate that I charge is, what do I need to charge to make the clients take the work seriously? Mm. That totally shifted. And and I I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give away all my secrets to all my clients while they're listening <laughs> to the podcast, but you know, literally tripled my rates in, yes. within six months just, just because I realized I shouldn't look at it as, well, how do I justify how much I'm getting paid effectively by the hour? It's more of, well, how much value am I creating and yes. how much how much skin did they need to put in the game to actually do the work? And if I wasn't charging enough, they wouldn't do the work. And if I yes. was charging a lot more, they did the work and they got the success. So
0: yes. it was a
1: really interesting, and I just see that happening again and again, both in my own practice, but with my clients around You know, just these mindset shifts that yes. can be totally transformational in how you deal with things and how you tackle problems and how you, how you tackle relationships and challenges and stuff. So yeah. just, I think it's a great example.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we try to save ourselves from ourselves. <laughs> it's like that subconscious driver, oh which God. often I think is really like the identity and many, or the ego or identity, you could call it, that's stopping yeah. us. That it's like, you know, it's kind of like, no, 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 I'm trying to protect you. I'm trying to help yeah. you here. But yeah, it's not always so in sync with like what we really want and what we're really called to and what we're really after. Yeah.
1: So tell me a little bit, as as you've kind of, you know, honed, refined your practice, Who who is it that you... Find the most success with that you really connect with that you create the most value for. How, how have you kind of defined it? Identified your core customer?
0: Yeah, I well, so honestly, one of one of the primary ways I've defined it just really in the last year or two, it's it's gotten much more honed in for me. Um, and it's largely been driven by what I want, like who I want to be working with and the sure. people that I get excited about. Because again, kind of back to those things of alignment: who you are, what you're here for, and what matters most. I feel like the work I do could absolutely massively benefit any human being on the planet. I have no question about that. So it's like, okay, I'm not going to work with all 8 billion people. So now who are the ones I want to work with? And with that, I've really focused in on, I absolutely love working with purpose-driven, mission-driven entrepreneurs and leaders, conscious leaders could be in companies as well, but people who are really on a path to like world-changing, shake up the status quo, transform the way it is kind of people. Those are the ones I get most excited about. And part of it for me is also because I love that knowing the work I do with them can make such a difference, not just for them personally and for their business, but that huge ripple effect that goes out into the rest of the world.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that whole kind of the um, yeah, you mentioned the ripple effect, but just kind of the compound, the compounding effect of the yes. work that we do is kind of figuring out how to how to how to make one little change and, you know, impact as many people as possible. It's interesting. I think one thing as I've appreciated as an entrepreneur and then as a coach has been just the power of of business to change so many things about the world. I mean, yes, it makes money, right? There's financial gain and you know, capital, you know, creation, wealth creation, you know, but you know, a lot of these companies are are really impacting, you know, culture, society, you know, how we work, how we do things in really impactful way, particularly when you get into some of these industries where, you know, literally shaping people's lives and dealing with, you know, huge societal problems and stuff. So yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's fun to feel like you've got an impact on those things.
0: It is. It is. And I think, you know, part of the angle too with with the work I do with people, a lot of what I do is helping people expand their their perspective of what's possible and mm-hmm. really step into that. Not just see it, but create it, move into it and make it so. And so the fact that these people are already sort of at least on a path or a desire to say, okay, I want to create some new possibilities here. I want to t- i want to take what is or the way it is mm-hmm. um, and create a whole new possibility or a whole new realm of possibilities. And so the work I do really helps empower them to, to tap into the tools, the resources, the inner strength and courage and everything that's required to really make that happen.
1: Yeah. What are some of the challenges? challenges? challenges that you typically find your clients have, you know, either, you know, specific or thematically. Why do they come to you? What are you working on? I mean, give us some color in terms of what this works looks like for your clients.
0: Yeah. So, it's funny. I'm kind of laughing. I'm like, hmm, how much do I want to say?
1: <laughs> you don't have to name names.
0: <laughs> no, I will definitely not name names, but I'm more laughing at like, um, I think sometimes the way I talk about it can sound really intense because it is very deep, mm-hmm. um, very personal work that yeah. I do with people. But I am such a believer and it takes that deep work to be able to create that outer effect to create the outer result sure. and so really even though even though the what people often come to me for at least on the surface level what they first say is well you know I want to multiply my revenue or I want to impact more people or I want to grow my business to whatever it may be it's oftentimes like the personal work that we're doing in fact I just got off a call with a client less than an hour before this recording that we're doing right now mm-hmm. and we were going into things about her marriage and who she is as a as a mother and how she shows up in the world, and back to things from what she was shaped by when she was a child, and and not from a therapeutic perspective, but yeah. to look at, okay, what did you decide about who you are, or about yeah. who you need to be in the world to be safe, or how you need to show up for things to go the way you want them to go. And, you know, one of the things I talk about with my clients is that we do, we do a lot of work around, really, there's a lot that we do with sort of making the distinction between who we are as spiritual beings and who we are as human beings, human yeah. beings. And it's not, you know, the spiritual side for me in our doctrine, it's more just to say, okay, your consciousness, your existence exists beyond just the the physical body that it's housed in. Mm-hmm. And so, and so, as a spiritual being, you're whole and magnificent and divine and complete and and have, you know, many of us, that's where our, our purpose really comes from is sort of this spiritual calling that we're here for a reason. But within our human existence, we're housed in these physical bodies that break and bleed and one day are going to die. And therefore we experience fear and we have a need to survive and we feel like we have this need to protect ourselves. And so so a lot of what I go into with my clients is getting into things like, Okay, well, who did you decide you needed to be to be safe? And and you know, we don't usually just go straight there as like a first question, but for instance, in this it's not like, Okay, welcome to working book, with me. Who did call you decide me. you first needed question. to be? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But some things came up today about how she was sort of in this yeah almost paralyzed state of like, I have all these decisions to make and I'm feeling like it's, you know, I can't, like, I'm afraid to mess it up and I want it to be perfect. And I don't know where to go from here, you know, and it kind of came back to things rooted in that, those earlier in life experiences. And it's like, okay, this is not that anymore. And so what do you really want to create right now? And what's it going to take and who do you need to be to make that happen? And, you know, it really, it's absolutely mind blowing to me. And I mean, I've been living this work myself for 25 years now, and it has absolutely completely changed my life in a million different ways, but I'm always floored by the, the immediate change when I share this with my clients as well. And there was another, you know, not to, I feel like I'm monologuing here a little bit, no, okay? but I share another I story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, great, the, Another example that comes to mind from another client I worked with when she literally the first session, when she came to me, She shared about some of the struggles she was having in her business, you know, sort of the point she'd gotten to that was great, but she felt like she'd plateaued. And how do I get past this point and where do I go from here? And from the first session, it became abundantly clear that she was living out of this either or way of thinking of, Mm -hmm. well, either I can have a really successful business that's going to make a ton of money and give me the freedom and the independence to travel the world and live this amazing, great lifestyle, or I can have a really great relationship that's going to be loving and connected and be this awesome, you know, partnership with another human being in my life but I can't have both and she actually said to me the first session she said everyone I've ever known who's really successful professionally is divorced sometimes multiple times over and lonely and miserable and everyone I've ever known who has these like really great loving relationships she said first off I've only known two families in my life I can think of that have that Mm -hmm. and both of them are pretty much stone cold broke and have no opportunity to travel or do fun things that I want to do so of course she was protecting herself Mm -hmm. by really not having either one, both aspects, her personal life and her business life. It was like she was keeping them mediocre. They weren't bad, but they were mediocre because if she let, it was almost like a seesaw a teeter-totter. Like if she let one get too good, then that meant the other one was going to get uncomfortably bad. And so she was just keeping them both okay. And, And so we talked about it that first session. She was like, wow, I never thought of it that way. And literally by the second session, she said to me, she's like, you know, it's crazy. I was on, she had traveled somewhere between our two sessions. She said, I was on. The plane, she said, I notice all these really happy couples in first class. Uh And she's like, they must have money if they're in first (laughs) class. (laughs) (laughs) she's like it never she's like i've never even seen that before and i'm like well yeah because you had a belief that you were looking for evidence for and your your brain was giving you evidence everywhere you looked yeah and literally like within a month or so things she was having huge shifts in her business she was making more money she was working less hours because that was part of her thing too was like i'm working my tail off to try to grow the business and it's not going anywhere so she was working less she was getting better business results and within i think about two months she met someone that it's been a year or so now that she's still with and things are going great. Mm-hmm. And within a couple of months, her business was making four times consistently four times what she was making before we started working together.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. It just goes to show like we, we are just meaning making machines. <laughs>
0: totally. Totally.
1: <laughs> like, you know, even when there's no correlation, there's no connection, we will find some way to make a connection. Absolutely.
0: Yes. <laughs> uh,
1: and and I, yeah, I just, I love that process. And one of my favorite questions in coaching is when, when you kind of you find these connections, you find these underlying beliefs or, or patterns, and, you know, structures in place. It's I love just asking the question: Well, how is that serving you now? Yes, right? and, and because it just gives it, it just gives the um, you know client power to actually question that and actually yes. look at it and say and, and acknowledge that it may actually have served them quite well in the past, right? Like this is yes. something that that yeah, it either you know helped them be successful, protected them from something, you know, yep. allowed them to kind of process or deal with a situation, but that situation has changed, right? They may no longer be in that situation and if they carry that forward yeah it can be hugely limiting and and not realizing it and and helping them realize that and then develop a new model and honestly i think that's sort of the fundamental of leadership development is early and i run into this all the time with like entrepreneurs you know early stage companies founders with that are experts at something, whether it's technology or medicine or, you know, information science or like like, and they are, they they literally are the best of the world at what they do and they know more than anyone. And that serves them well in getting things going. But if they don't learn how to let go, they don't learn how to delegate, they don't learn how to trust other people, let people, you know, take the helm in certain areas of the business. They're never going to grow the company, and that's that's a huge shift for them. And, and quite honestly, sometimes they don't, they can't make that shift, and and then it becomes a different discussion. But yes, but that whole process of you know helping people see that, helping people process that, and helping them construct new ways of thinking is. It's fun. Yes. <laughs> it can be extremely impactful.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it's, you know, and it's scary, obviously. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's, you know, because these patterns, these ways of thinking have seemed to have kept them safe, seem to have gotten them where they are even. Um, and really they have like, there's, you know, one of the things I, I talk about with my clients is, th- is that we have a strategic success solution, mm-hmm. which is like an aspect of our identity that's figured out who we need to be to be really successful. Yep. And whether that means successful, like good grades in school when we were younger and high position. And company when we're older, or whether it means successful with like being liked or, or uh-huh. you know, whatever it is. But it's, it's like a way of being or a way of doing things that for many of us has gotten us where we are in good ways. Absolutely. But, but there's absolutely limits to it because it's like, okay, if you're not that, then who are you? And then the fear kicks in and mm. goes, oh crap. I don't Ooh. know. Identity present. <laughs> exactly. And there's this whole fear yeah. around it. And that's where, you know, like, like, like Renee Brown talks about this a lot with the leadership work she does about really needing to kind of take the armor off and, yeah. um you know, take that risk. I, I love there's one of her talks where she says something about, you know, I, one of the big thing I have to get through leaders, especially like executive level leaders heads is this isn't just about you might fail. This is eventually you will fail yeah. and you have to take that risk. You have yeah. to do what you need to do to take that risk, but you're never going to get where you want to be without it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious, what are some of the things you do, you know, when working with clients to create that environment, that sort of context, the container to be able to have that exploration? Because it's like, you know, it's not something, you know, I don't meet someone at Starbucks and, you know, for the first time we start talking about, you know, their identity crises, right? Like, like <laughs> yes. what, what have you found as being things that have been effective for you in order to create that space for clients to actually do that thinking and do that work?
0: Yeah. That's such a great question. It's funny, as you asked it, I'm like, gosh, I don't know that I have like a (laughs) specific strategy for that. It just kind of happens. But I think part of it is really like creating that safe space with my clients from day one. And and I've gotten feedback from people on that that have said, you know, you really like you go like you go to those kind of dark and scary places, but I never feel threatened by it and Mm -hmm. I never feel judged by it. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like it's totally okay to go there. And, you know, part of it maybe is I bring a little bit of humor to it as well. Like I'm a big fan of not taking our ourselves and our humanity too seriously because it can be kind of ridiculous sometimes, quite honestly. Like, you know, there's things when we logically look at stuff, it's like, wow, that makes no sense. (laughs) you got to be able to kind (laughs) of roll with it a little bit. But yeah, I think part of it is just sort of that approach I bring to like, so I will say, okay, one of the techniques I use with my clients is teaching early on about really having judgment free awareness. Yeah. Like we're never going to be able to see what's there and move through it and or eliminate it if it's something that we want to eliminate until we can s- even see that it exists. But to even allow ourselves to see that it exists, we have to know that it's a safe space and not bring judgment to it. So, you know, it's kind of like if you look at your right arm, it's like, "Oh, I have an arm. Look, there's my right arm." There's no judgment around uh-huh. that. There's no emotion. There's no like, "Oh my gosh, how could you say I have an arm?" You know, it's just <laughs> it's just a statement of what is. And so when we can start to, as we do this work, when we can start to look to say, okay, let's just look and see what's there. It's not good. It's not bad. It's not right. It's not wrong. It doesn't mean you're a better person for having it or a terrible person for whatever, but let's just look and see what's there. And and there's also a lot of work that I do with my clients somewhat fairly early on, really kind of woven through everything we do around environmental design. And so and yeah. by your environments, I don't just mean your physical space, like, you know, what does your office look like or is your desk clear? Mm-hmm. I mean also looking at things like who are the people in your life and what are the sources of input and information, like what sure. are the what are the TV shows and movies you're watching and the crowds you're hanging out with. And you know, one of the things when I went through my my coaching certification, we had a whole semester long course on this around environmental design. And, and we did the work ourselves as we were learning it and how to, how to work it with our clients. from myself was how social media felt like it was completely draining me. Like I felt like everything on social media was kind of telling me how not enough I was. It was like, look how amazing this person is. Look how great they're doing. Look at this amazing stuff happening. And every time I'd get on social media, I'd be like, I can't believe I'm not there yet. And so we need to recognize things like that. I'm not saying social media is the devil and nobody should use it. But I'm saying, you know, I help my clients recognize for themselves, what are the things in their spaces and surroundings that are sort of feeding and nourishing and lifting them up, and what are the things that are draining them and, and dragging them down? And let's design those surroundings to be something that encourage and support you in expanding into. Because ultimately, we are animals; we adapt yeah. to our environment. And you know, this isn't like complete, like the like you know, the first time anything like this has ever been said. I think many, many years ago, someone, someone like Rockefeller, or someone had said something about. Like surround yourself with the people that you want to be like Mm -hmm. I'm probably totally misquoting who said that but it was somebody really famous and successful that said that aspect (laughs) of it And so it's it's kind of looking at all these areas of creating those spaces But but I also help them look at okay What sort of a kind of like what you said about how is something serving you looking also at like the things that may be kind of Holding you back or bringing you down. There's something you're getting out of that And so how has that been Mm -hmm. serving you up until now and then is it really serving you or is it more of a? more of a, uh, what am I trying to say, like interference in your growth. Yeah. And let's take that on too, because if it's not really helping you get where you want to be and get what you say you want to get, what do we need to shift about that? What do we need to create yeah, anew yeah. in that space?
1: I love, yeah, I love that process. And, and I have all these questions I love to ask uh, <laughs> clients. Yeah. One of them is like, what would it take? Like, what would it take for us to, yes. to go, get into that new space, right? Because sometimes sometimes I don't know. And sometimes they, as they start talking about it, they actually bring up some really interesting stuff. It's like, well- you know, I've got a lot attached to this, right? Or I've got, you know, a lot of invested in, you know, the way I do these things or, you know, in this belief. And we may have to unpack that for a little while and and actually work with it to get there. But, you know, at least, at least we're sort of doing the work. At least we're kind of investigating it and talking about the possibility. And even if it's not something we can change today, you know, if we can start down that path, it could serve us in, you know, three, six, 12 months.
0: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Spencer, this has been a pleasure. If people want to find out more about you, about the work that you do, what's the best way to get that information?
0: Yeah, you can go to, Spencer. I'm, I'm deciding which which uh, yeah. area I want to give all time. I'm like, wait a minute. Based on what we just talked about, I like to send people to things that are going to be relevant to our conversation today. Yeah. So I think the, probably the best bet is go to, to go to transformingmillions.com. Okay. Transformingmillions with an S on the end, .com. And that's a sign up for a masterclass that I offer that actually talks through some of these aspects of how to recognize whether you're aligned or not, what areas are aligned or not, and what needs to shift to get a little bit more of an understanding or insight into what may be standing in the way of that alignment for you. And then also what's really required to step into that space of reinvention, to be able to really step fully into fully living and expressing that alignment in all areas of your life.
1: That's great. I'll make sure that the link is in the show notes here. Encourage everyone to go check it out. Spencer, this has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for taking the time today.
0: Thank you. Appreciate it.
1: Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Be sure to subscribe using your favorite podcast app so you don't miss our future episodes. See you next time.
0: You've been listening to Scaling Up Services with business coach Bruce Eckfeldt.